Welcome to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast. We are your hosts, Alora and Kitty. And today we are exploring one of my favorite topics, the four elements. If you think you know the elements, we may just surprise you with things you never thought could be elemental as we dig deep into what the elements mean, their associations, and how to work with them individually and collectively in your practice. So grab your cuppa and settle in for a wild journey through the elemental path. All right, before we get going, Kitty, I want to ask you, what element would you say is your native element? And by that, I mean, which element do you feel most at home with and feels most natural for you to work with? I would say currently, and for, I guess, many years now, Earth. I would say that fits. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're always like working with herbs and yes, gardening. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I've she's just, always got her hands in the dirt, people. Yes, <laughs> I, I yeah, and and cooking as well. I feel that that's a mix, mixture between all the elements, really. But it is a lot earth and fire as well. But yeah, I'd say yeah. earth is my main element, with the close second being fire. Those are the two I work with the most and feel if I had to identify myself as an element, it would be earth and then fire. (laughs) How about you? I would say, so most people know that I am a Virgo sun, but oddly, uh, my native element is fire. Mm -hmm. I know that. (laughs) Well, but you know, do what? I said fire. (laughs) but I think it's funny though because while I am an earth sign my natal chart is over uh 55% fire so it makes sense yes (laughs) I have more fire signs than I do earth signs so let's start by talking about the superficiality with which most witches come to know the elements and maybe explore why this is So, okay. So when I say superficiality, I mean, what do I mean? I mean, most witches who come into their practice know the elements on a surface level. Mm -hmm. I don't know very many. Yeah. Like I don't know very many practitioners who study them in depth and over long periods of time. Right. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I'm not sure why people it's almost like they're they're I don't want to say that they find it boring, but they just think I've had a lot of people who I've taught who I will assign them an element and they literally come back to me in a few days and are like, Okay, yeah, Earth, got it, got it. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, you don't. <laughs> like, you really don't. You know, I think you and I are, the elements are a big part of, well, really, they're just the foundation to any practice. Like, everything we do is based on or driven by the four elements. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that it is popular culture's fault um, because, mm. you know, there's like, the last airbender and there's, you know, Captain Planet, which uh-huh. really dates my age, but With anyway. powers combined. I loved that show. Yeah, but I mean, so they exist in popular culture. And then I mm-hmm. think that from that, we just assume that that's what an element is. Right. right? It's oh so much more. Hmm. And mm-hmm. I am totally going to be transparent here when I say I was no different yeah same here yeah yeah until I had a mentor tell me oh no you don't and then put me through 
what I would like to call the gauntlet of the gauntlet of elements where basically I studied them for over a year. I was going to say element elemental boot camp, but that, that sounds just as intense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, getting to know the elements is not a pretty endeavor. No. And you know what? It, it takes a long time. I mean, there's been years where I feel that I'm working on a specific element. And while I say earth is my main element, I have been, and we're probably going to get more into this. Oh, we're getting into this next. All right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, so on that note with you saying mm-hmm. that, you know, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. I think that, so I think that a new practitioner can learn the elements, really learn the elements in about a year, year and a half. Like that's average, right? Uh But that doesn't mean that like, that's where the education stops on the element. No. Because you go through cycles and phases and evolutions. And so, yes. And there's times where once you know how to, really work with and learn the elements, there are times later in your practice where you're going to be like, okay, I need to do this all over again. Oh yeah. <laughs> because this, I feel way out of kilter and my native element has changed. My shadow element has changed. And so. Yeah, yeah okay. I agree. Um, I would say that my shadow element has always been the same and it's always been water. We're too similar. However, I know I figured that. However, I have been working. So while earth is my native element, this is what I was going to say before, water is my shadow element, but I've been purposely trying to reconcile that, trying to work on that aspect of my spirituality aspect of myself. And so really just trying to conquer my fears when it comes to water Last year, I swam in the open water down in the Florida Keys. I mean, we literally jumped off the back of the boat into open water and, you know, snorkeled and ice. It's still scary. Like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't, you know, it was (laughs) thrilling and beautiful, but also it was, you know, it was, it was scary. Water's my shadow element, but I think that it's important to really to dive into that, like that little water reference there. Like literally. <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot about yourself. And and if you can conquer those fears and, and really identify those shadows, then you can really grow just within yourself. And yeah, my shadow element is the same. And funny mm-hmm. enough, I thought that it was going to be my native element when I first started, right? Because I was like, I'm the elements, I'm the bomb at water. And then when I really learned what water was about, I was like, Mm-mm, no, you're yeah. not doing this. This is about feelings. I do not do feelings. <laughs> True. Yes. That is a big issue for me as well, because mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to go any further, but I agree with you. Yeah. It is about water is a lot about being able to identify your emotions as well as sometimes letting them out. Right. Exactly. And for those of us who are not built that way, it can be rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're like me, I spent many years trying to just, you know, bottle it up, shove it down, shove it deep down. Like, <laughs> you know, don't, don't cry. Like, don't, you know, it was, I've always been very, I don't know, just grounded in that regard and kind of hiding my emotions and not wanting to deal with them. And that too has come up a lot in the past years since I've been reconciling with with my shadow element that now I will, if I need to freaking cry or yell or whatever, then I do it to an extent. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm a little bit different. Um, I've never had a problem expressing anger or no, just anger. Like I'm, I'm good at yeah. letting you know when I'm upset. Well, that's the fire. 
And yeah, but <laughs> anything else? No. Yeah. Like the vulnerable because you're you're being vulnerable, right? You're right. letting exactly. At least that's what we're taught as well. Like with our even with our, we're elder millennials. We will say not that we're giving away our ages, <laughs> but even <laughs> with our generation or our early us and that little pod of generation, whatever you want to have you, the Gen X and the start of our generation, we were kind of still taught that crying is weakness, you know? So whenever we, whenever I would cry, I would feel very vulnerable and I didn't like that. Right. And most of the time for me, uh, (laughs) most of the time my crying was related to my anger. So I'm one of those people that if I get really angry, I, I start crying. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Um, and, then, and then I get pissed off that I'm crying. Mm-hmm. So then I cry more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a terrible, vicious cycle. Okay, but we are so getting off topic. All right, so back to it's elements. fully on topic, darn it. Yeah, but back to elements. Okay. This is okay. all to do with water. This is elements I, talk. <laughs> I know, but we're going to get into water specifically, oh, oh, but, right. but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about native and shadow elements and how to find them. So we did talk about native and shadow elements, but how do you know, like what those are for you per se? So one of the things you can do is you can look at the balance of elements in your natal chart. There is, shut up. Um, it's called but basically just Google search um, elemental chart balance astrology um, and this website will come up, but you can do that. I will tell you that different astrology programs uh, calculate differently. I use a couple um, different ones because this is elemental witching is actually something that I offer through my website where we calculate native element and explore which is your native, which is your shadow. And it's a whole program, but I use several different astrology programs to figure out the balance of elements within a natal chart. So this gives just kind of an overview, but I will say that just looking at your natal chart is not enough (laughs) to say, this is definitely my native element. Right because there's a lot that goes into it. Right. So right. Your, your natal chart is, is a, what would you call it? Like a map or a, a, a guide? What have It's a good you? compass. Compass. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a good compass. And I think that in general, like it's pretty close, but sometimes what I've found is that the dominant element in a natal chart will be will not be the native element to the person, mm-hmm. but the second listed element that's the most prominent in the chart will be. Hmm. So like I said, it's pretty close, but it's not always hundred percent. I think that's kind of what mine shows, but I can't remember now exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so like uh, an, another thing to look at is your threshold times. So what do I mean by threshold times? So these are the times of the day, days of the week, times of the year, the, uh, you know, favorite sabbats, favorite esbits um, that you feel most magically alive when mm-hmm. you are, you know, whether you're practicing or not. These yeah particular days make you energized. You feel like, you know, everything's coming up roses. You're on top of the world. Um, and while that stuff can change generally, you know, like what your favorite day of the week is, (laughs) you know what I mean? And not everybody's Friday. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I like Fridays. Truth be known, my favorite day of the week is Wednesday. But anyway, but that makes total sense to me because Wednesday is ruled by Mercury, I believe, Mm -hmm. which is also the ruler of my sign. But anyways, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Okay. 
So looking at the colors of your wardrobe, like I said, favorite moon fav- phases, mm-hmm. uh, pronounced characteristics of your personality, right, can give you pretty good clues. So if you're somebody who's extremely studious and forever in school, that's a very air quality. So things like that within your own personality. Uh, foods that you're eating, believe it or not, <laughs> foods are, correspond to elements. Yes. Place, uh, places you like to <clears throat> dwell in. Mm-hmm. Strong influences in your natal chart. So like planets and signs that are really strong in your chart. Mm-hmm. Um, because every planet, every sign is associated with an element. Yep. Cardinal yep. directions you prefer, right? So north, south, east, west. Those are all, and even like northeast, southeast, all the directions correspond to elements. Yes. Right? So, so yeah, so looking at all of these different things can kind of start to give you an idea of the element that you, that is your native element. Nice. I agree. Yay. Okay. So now we're going to get into the meat of the podcast, which is exploring the elements one by one. Ooh, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So why don't we start with you? Let's talk about Earth Baby. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk a little about Earth. Earth teaches us patience, perseverance, and strength through adversity. The wildlife endure harsh weather and hunting conditions throughout their lives only to overcome them and survive. This is the reason that the element of Earth is associated with our root chakra. Our root chakra is how we take root into the Earth and feel her heartbeat. The art of earthing, grounding, and centering enables us to come to the present moment and quiet our minds so that we can simply be in our body temple. It's from the earth element that we learn how to slow down and that listening provides far more information than we could ever gain from talking. It's in the quiet corners that the most precious secrets come into the light. Oh, that's so pretty. (laughs) All things that grow upon the earth have a purpose. Some are medicinal, some are nutritional, practical, and well, but all can be spiritual. The earth element is all about our natural and personal resources from our homes to our crafts to our businesses. Our ancestors ate plants and hunted animals from the dawn of humanity, born from the need to survive. Therefore, kitchen magic, red meat, medicinal and magical herbalism, root veggies, or starch foods are all important aspects of the earth element. Each fills a role to help us to survive as our ancestors did. Ancestor worship is also associated to the earth element. Most lie in the ground that we walk upon. Without those that came before us, we would not exist. Our ancestors paved the way for us and as such deserve to be honored and respected just as the earth does. And yeah, so Like your hands are always in the dirt or your hands are always in the ancestor realm. (laughs) Ooh, that's so true. Whenever you dig it in the dirt, you're digging up your ancestors. (laughs) 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 No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So I'm going to go into the earth correspondences now. Cool. Yeah. Go for it. So depending on the tradition, the directions will differ, but we're going to go with the most common Western belief, and Earth is typically associated with North. It is a feminine energy. The time of the day for Earth is the middle of the night and also 12 p.m. Days of the week, Thursday and Saturday. Thursday is actually my other favorite day. Months of the year, (laughs) December. Yeah, December, January, February in the Northern Hemisphere, and June, July, August in the Southern Hemisphere. Yes, remember, it is switched, people. Planets are Jupiter and Saturn and Earth. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Season, (laughs) obviously. 
season is winter. The Sabbaths closely related to Earth are Yule and, and Emolk. For the Esbats, you're going to go with the waning moon. And there are a lot of animals associated with the Earth, but some are buffalo, stag or deer, the bear, elephant, wolf, dog, rabbit, raccoon, bull or cow, pig, goat, and sheep. I would also like to add earthworms because I saw some today. <laughs> <laughs> Mythical creatures, giants, gnomes, trolls, leprechauns, ogres, dwarves, goblins, golem. Is that a Lord of the Ring reference? And gargoyles. <laughs> Astrological signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Astrological houses, two, six, ten. Colors, all the colors of the earth, but more specifically, green, brown, black, and pumpkin orange. Ooh, I love that little specificity there. Stones, black tourmaline, green jasper, malachite, peridot, aventurine, serpentine, lodestone, jade, jet, obsidian, graveyard rocks. Oils, incense, and herbs, a lot of them. Some are mugwort, wormwood, oak moss, oak, vetiver, apple, cedar, valerian, ash, also red brick dust, graveyard dirt, as well as salt. I would like to add that, and not to confuse anyone, but some salts are also associated with water. Okay, food and drink, <laughs> potatoes, beets, pasta, rice, red meat, most starches and root vegetables, apples and cherries. The tarot suit is pentacles. Tarot trumps, the hierophant, the hermit, wheel of fortune, the devil, and the world. And your magical practices associated with the earth element have to do with prosperity and abundance, protection, all kitchen witchery, hearth and home, ancestor worship, as we've said before, root chakra work, which crafting, which means making your own magical ingredients and supplies, and your magical tools are the pentacle, crystals, salt, and plants. I would also add like gardening tools as well. Also bowls and utensils that you use in the kitchen. Spiritual qualities that have to do with the earth element are strength, stability, patience, grounding and centering, physical resources, the body temple, your health, prosperity and abundance, primality, persistence, and perseverance. And talking about deities that are mostly earth-related, Kernunos, Pan, Persephone, Green Man, Aranyani? <laughs> Is that how you say that? Yes. That's a new one on me. I have to look that one up. Artemis, Freya, Baron Samedi. The Baron Samedi. <laughs> The Baron Samedi, excuse me. Mm. I'm clearly not of that tradition. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm not. I, I, so, just took, I just took French and apparently I'm horrible at the French accent, but whatever. <laughs> sound, I mean, you sounded good to me. <laughs> so should I talk about a few activities that we could do to connect with Earth? Yeah. Okay, so we've already mentioned kitchen magic, but also planting gardens. They could be vegetables, herbs, flowers for pollinators, or, or even associated with earth, obviously. Utilizing herbal medicines, making crystal grids, obviously anything to do with ancestor work, specifically building your family tree. Crafting oils, any see, kind of physical for your practice. See what you did there? See what you did there? Do what? See what you did there? What did I do? Specifically building your family tree. Right. Yeah. <laughs> tree roots. Yes. <laughs> so a couple more things, eating foods related to earth. We talked about starch and red meats, meditating on your root chakra, going into the forest, going camping, going hiking on the mountains, taking classes on any of these things really observing your local wildlife and grounding, earthing, centering. I think that about covers the majority of it. What do you think? Yeah. The only thing I'd add on there too is um, any, any drumming is associated with earth. Yes. 
Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to do fire. Fire. Okay. When we think about the physical properties of fire, we can begin to apply them to the non-physical. Fire is wild, unruly, and chaotic. Fire stops for no one. Fire doesn't make things warm, it sets them ablaze. From these physical qualities of fire, we derive the drive, ambition, and sheer willpower that the element of fire provides spiritually. The burn temperature of a fire depends largely on its kindling. It is from these aspects that human desire, ambition, drive, action, sensuality, and sexuality reveal themselves within fire. Fire waits for no man and asks no one's permission to take action. It simply takes it. What does it take to produce an enormous fire? A single spark. Fire ignites by a singular conscious intentional spark or by a singular creative unintentional spark that occurs randomly. From these physical aspects, we take the creative, entrepreneurial, and inventive spiritual qualities that the element of fire gives to us. A single action can lead us down the most creative of paths and on to fulfill our life's purpose, even if we have no idea at the time that that's what we're doing. <sighs> So um, I've already said that fire is my jam. <laughs> yes. So um, just so I'm sure that everyone associates the fire element with candle magic, uh, fire scrying or pyromancy. Uh, but also sunshine or solar magic mm-hmm. and also star or celestial magic are also forms of fire magic right so, so would you say that astrology is a part of that uh absolutely ah that makes sense and you're so smart <laughs> well uh, thanks no i just i figured that's where you're going but yeah uh, i love well, me some sun magic i'll be honest yes well <laughs> i also it's also interesting to note that like when human beings get sick with viruses and infections and things. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Oh, so good. Go. (laughs) Well, the body produces a fever to try to burn out the Mm -hmm. infection. Right. So it's the cycle of burning away the old to cleanse and make room for new growth becomes applicable to spirituality as well. Right. So, our body does something to us physically that we can learn from spiritually as well. Can I just butt in real quick? And I wanted to yeah. say that another thing that I teach my mentees is with the elements, the different body parts that the elements relate to. I think that's really important Ooh, for everyone yeah, to learn. Oh yeah, so, girl. You, no, um, you can teach me this too. Well, so, fire obviously, like you said, uh, is definitely linked to the immune system, but also your metabolic system and as well as your reproductive system. Interesting. You know how they say fire in the loins? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. So let's talk about some fire correspondences. So Western traditional direction is South the energy is masculine. Uh, the time of day is midday or 12 to 3 p.m. So when I say time of day, or when we say time of day, and we give a time of day, this is a threshold time, right? So if you're feeling most magical between, you know, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. or during midday, that's something you can look at to be like, oh, okay, this is associated with fire. hmm Okay, days of the week, Sunday, of course, and Tuesday. Months of the year, June, July, August for the Northern Hemisphere and December, January, February down here in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Planet associations are the sun and Mars. The season associated with fire is summer, of course. 
Sabbats are the cross-quarter fire festivals, Emolk, Beltane, Lunasa, and Samhain. Uh, the esbits that are associated with fire would be the new moon. Um, and that's debatable because the esbits, you need to find really a definition that works for you when it comes to esbits because I think there are many different theories. So I just go with the one that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, animals. So any of the big cats, so lions, tigers, jaguars, um, also snakes, (laughs) lizards, salamanders. Uh, Mythical creatures are the dragon, phoenix, salamander, because there's two different types of salamanders. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And hellhounds. Astrological signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Astrological houses, one, five, and nine. Colors, gold, red, yellow, orange, stones. Um, there's quite a few of these here. Bloodstone, amber, red jasper, ruby, tiger's eye, citrine, cinnabar, carnelian. Side note, cinnabar is one of my favorite crystals ever. I don't know why. Um, oils, incenses, and herbs. So frankincense, clove, juniper, cinnamon, garlic, lemongrass, holly, burdock root, vervain, which I just ordered and got in some vervain and I'm so excited to work with it. Sunflower, dandelion, and calendula. Mm -hmm. You know how you know that cinnamon is definitely associated to fire? Why? How? If you're an idiot and you don't actually dilute the essential oil with anything and you put it on your hands, (laughs) it burns like a mother. Okay. I didn't do that. I don't, uh, it's a friend, but <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, food and drink associated with fire. So anything hot, chili, hot peppers, buffalo sauce, spicy foods, Mexican and Asian cuisine that is hot, uh, lemonade, lemonade, spicy smoothies. I've never, oh, kava kava. I bet kava kava is associated with fire as well. Hmm. Have you ever had a kava kava shot? No. Holy (laughs) moly. I, (laughs) I got, I, I went and got one for my local herb shop one time and I had no idea what I was in for. Yeah. And I tell you what, I broke out in a sweat, like a cold sweat. And I was like, holy moly. Oh, interesting. I had no idea it had that effect. Well, it's a pepper plant. Oh, hmm. okay. So like, every day. Yeah, like you're drinking pepper, and basically it <clears throat> it detoxifies your system wow. in like ten minutes. Wow. <laughs> so it's definitely a good um hangover cure. <laughs> like a freaking drive-by detox, y'all. <laughs> right. Okay, so the tarot suit associated with fire is wands traditionally, but some people say swords. Um, Tarot trumps associated with fire would be sun, strength, and the emperor. Magical practices, again, um, candlemancy, pyromancy, petition burning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Solar magic, which I talked about earlier, midday magical workings. So if you're doing magical workings, you know, high noon, um, that would be considered fire magic. Sex magic is fire magic. Well, and also, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and also banishment workings. What about kitchen magic too, so, to a certain degree? Because oven, um, stove, grilling. Yeah, to a certain degree. I, think. I always saw it as both earth and fire. Well, yeah. I mean, and let's be real like there are multiple elements involved in different types of magic, but to learn them individually, you kind of have to break them down. And then once you've broken them down and you've learned them all individually, then you can really start seeing all the connections in different. Do you see what I'm saying? I got you for the, yes. For the people that have learned the elements in two days, 
<clears throat> right. Yes. <laughs> Zip in the list. So, Continue. Yeah, because the goal at the, you know, the goal at the end of learning the elements individually is to be able to recognize, okay, like I'm mopping the floor. So I'm using, you know, water magic, but I'm also using um, cinnamon, whatever in my mop bucket. So that's fire magic. Do you see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. Okay. All right. So the magical tools associated with fire would be the athame and wand, depending on association. Again, they vary. Um, Spiritual qualities. So fire's spiritual qualities, clearing and cleansing, growth, fertility after barrenness, Desire, passion, will, ambition, drive, action, sexuality, sensuality, creativity, entrepreneurial spirit, inventiveness, and deities to work with when in the element of fire would be Aries, Hell, Hecate, Hades, Kali, Breed, and Pele. Cool. Or hot, Mm. rather. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just a few activities to connect with fire would be, like, have a bonfire. Um, Learning to fire dance, right? That's something that I have always been interested in. Oh, good Uh, Lord. Oh, yeah. And actually... My husband was interested in that. He started doing the poi with the the just the right. balls, you know, like on the end of the ropes. You don't know how many times he hit himself in the head with them things. And I was like, you better not put some fire on the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> actually... It's not easy. It is not easy. One of my best witch friends here down under, she is a fire dancer. So I well, got to... That's amazing. I got, I got to see her play with her fire toys once. And that was pretty cool. Wow. Um, detoxing your body is considered, fi- you know, an activity to connect with fire. Hmm. Um, trying something new in the bedroom, spicing it up, <laughs> definitely a fire activity. Um, and changing your wardrobe to wearing, purposefully wearing red, gold, yellow, or orange clothes to bring in that fire element into hmm. your wardrobe. All right. Now that we uh, now that we're on fire, we need to cool off a little bit. Let's talk about water, baby. Okay. <laughs> Still waters can reflect our image back to us as clearly as a glass mirror. Mirrors allow us to admire what we love and expose what we loathe about our appearance. Like the mirror, the reflective quality of water beckons us to examine our reflection. However, where physical water shows the physical reflection, spiritual water shows the soul's reflection. Ooh, that's deep. (laughs) Every every insecurity, repressed emotion, and secret vulnerability, like we were talking about earlier, is highlighted by our reflection when embracing the spiritual qualities of water. It can be a painful process. When in the water element, we must be willing to dive deep into our subconscious to begin to heal the pain of our past, fully embrace the concept of self-love in the present, and stare at our souls as honestly and authentically as possible. So, so true about water. We must be willing to strip ourselves bare and love our perfectly imperfect nature. This is beautiful writing, I just have to say. It wasn't me, by the way. It was Alora who wrote this, everybody. (laughs) And it's so true. It just hits like, yeah, everything I've been working on with water, this is definitely it. So (laughs) engaging in any healing process requires the ability to do two things, to sit with your emotions, allowing yourself to fully feel the weight of them, and then to release them, fully letting go of past trauma. In spirituality, this kind of work is better known as shadow working. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Addressing one's fears, shortcomings, trauma, and past lessons that remain without closure and releasing the experiences and emotions with love and letting them go. Water is the basis of all life. Without it, we would perish. We've talked about this before, but our bodies are 
made up of some 60 to 70% of water. I had to put the 60% in there because <laughs> I'm a nurse. People are always debating that. <laughs> a fetus develops in the uterus, which is filled with fluid. Physical water nourishes and cleanses the body for hygiene and survival. Spiritual water does the same in return to the soul. Natural waters, whether fresh or salt, cleanse away the negative filth we attract daily through our interactions with others. And I know a ton of people who love their ritual baths, y'all. Water <laughs> is also the element connected to our intuitive self. It's within water that we find our sixth senses. Intuition lies just below the surface of our conscious mind. Just like natural bodies of water, so much life thrives under the surface of the ocean from huge fish to tiny amoeba. We're all gifted with intuition, but whether we stick our head under the surface and how far we dive is completely up to us. Yes, figuratively and physically. Diving is frightening. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I tried that as a part of my whole healing with water regimen, and I jumped off the back of a boat in uh, off the coast of Turks and Caicos and essentially had a panic attack and climbed back in the boat and decided I was better off there. <laughs> oh, that's funny that you say that because that <laughs> happened to me back in 2001. I think it was, I was living in California and I was going snorkeling for the day. And I was like, mm -hmm. yes, I'm going to do this. And I don't know what happened, but as soon as I put my head under the water, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. It's a very, mm, it's a scary feeling. Now I can do snorkeling now. I've built myself up to that, but I tried going scuba diving and it is oh, a yeah. whole other realm, let me tell you. My husband is big into scuba diving. He goes down, you know, I don't know, whatever, 100 meters really deep. And I don't know how he does it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a big uh, new for it's me. Breathing aspect. And there's a lot of equipment that you think, you think you're just going to go down and breathe through this tube and everything's going to work out. No, ma'am. You have like 80 pounds on your back and like five different things you have to remember to, to engage and pull and do this. And yeah, it's hard anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that being said, let's talk about water correspondences. The direction for water is West. It is a feminine energy. If you haven't caught on to that by now, time of the day, <laughs> dusk, about 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Days of the week are Monday and Friday. Months of the year, September, October, November for Northern Hemisphere and flipped March, April, May, Southern Hemisphere. Planets are Venus and Moon. The season is autumn. The sabbats are Lunasa, Maven, and Samhain. Esbats, waxing or full moon or whatever you associate with that, as Laura was saying. The animals associated with water, basically anything that's in the water, including dolphin, shark, salmon, whale, scorpion, oh, well, scorpion, really? Yes. Okay, I always thought that was a fire because of the desert, but anyway, swan, crab, and I would add a bunch because I live near the water, manatees, which are awesome, and I also, and this is probably crossing over into the realm of air, but seabirds as well, because they kind of, they walk that line between water and air. Mythical creatures, merfolk, nymphs, sylphs, undine, the kraken. <laughs> you ever seen that? What is that in? Pirates of the Caribbean, the kraken. Beware of the kraken. The Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> giants, sea serpents. Astrological. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Yep, I was yep. just going to interrupt you because it's, although it says sylphs, which is predominantly air. Yeah. Yeah. They also can, um, they're also weather spirits. So they're associated with water in the respect that they can feel the barometric pressures and sense when. Well, now see, this is, up. we're getting into one thing crossing over into another. Yes. Kind of like know. kitchen magic. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> Astrological signs, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio. Astrological houses, 4, 8, 12. Colors, 
mostly associated with water, deep blue, aqua blue, green, silver, purple. I even, for me, I think white, like sea foam. Hmm. Stones, selenite, rose quartz, moonstone, pearl, seashells, obviously, aquamarine, aqua aura quartz, that's a mouthful, fluorite, and I would also add coral. Did, did we say that? I don't think we said that, coral. Hmm. Oils, incense, and herbs, lily, lavender, chamomile, jasmine, lotus, rose, willow, aloe, food and drink, all seafood, yummy, hmm. water. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say all seafood, but I don't get it often because my husband does not like seafood. And that is where we have drawn the line in the sand. Darn. <laughs> oh, man. I grew up in Maryland on the Chesapeake Bay, y'all. I got to have some blue crab and oysters, mm. all of it. Oh, Lord, I miss blue crab. Oh, yeah. We mm. have stone crab here, too, which is amazing. Have you ever had stone crab? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Oh my God, you have to have it one day. Gigantic claws, like, anyway. All right, moving on. Broths, veggies and fruits that are mostly water, such as celery, cucumber, watermelon. Oh, iceberg lettuce is definitely water. There you go. Tarot suit, cups, tarot trumps, high priestess, moon, chariot, death, and hangman. Magical practices, all forms of divination, but scrying in particular i.e. with mirrors or water, the cleansing, dreaming, astral travel, healing modalities, and fertility. Magical tools associated with water, your chalice, your bowl, cup, and cauldron, and your spiritual qualities, which we've been pretty much diving into. There's that word diving again. Emotion, mm -hmm. shadow work, intuition, fertility, Femininity, nurturing, visual and healing arts, empathy, compassion, and love. And your water deities. You want to say that first one? Is it because I feel like I'm going to butcher it? Yem Yemaya, Yemoya, Yemaya, yeah. Poseidon, yeah. Ijeon. I think you made that one up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Laylock, Danu, Lear. Happy, New, Anuket, and Azir. Am I missing some? Nope, that's it. Nope, that's it. So when we're talking about activities to connect with water, we already have been talking about swimming, snorkeling. You could go kayaking, anything to do with being in the water. If you're so brave enough as to take a scuba diving class and do that, go for it. <laughs> Fishing, probably as well. Taking a cleansing bath. Any kind of divinatory activity, such as black bowl, water scrying, throwing shells, we've talked about mirror scrying, cleansing and consecrating sacred items with blessed water. Let's see, what else? Changing your diet to pescatarian, seafood only. Why do we stay <laughs> for two weeks? Well, it's just, you know, some people who you know, that's not going to work for everybody, Oh, true. but okay. if, you, if you do like seafood, mm -hmm. um, you could change it for longer if you wanted, but if you're not huge on seafood, that's just a suggestion so that you don't feel locked into, you know, eating it for the whole time that you're working with water. Gotcha. But, but yeah, it's, it's just an activity. <laughs> okay. Also, any kind of activity that has to do with embracing the divine feminine, nurturing yourself and others, starting a dream journal, engaging mm. in any kind of dream work, also expressing your emotions, which we've been talking about. And I would also add, and this is something really simple, but if you have, like, we have a sound machine in our bedroom, so when we go to sleep, it's either usually on fire crackling or ocean waves. So you could do something as simple as that to attune yourself to a certain element. Right. Exactly. Yes. Check, check, okay. check, check. And that's <laughs> water for you, ladies and gentlemen. What do we have left? Air? Yes. Air. All right. <laughs> okay. So incense, fairy, soot and smoke, divination, book of shadows, grimoire, ribbon and knot magic, wand. All of these are tools or types of magic which correspond to the element of air. 
I think of air as the booster of the elements. If you add air to earth, fire, or water, those elements increase in power exponentially. Mm. Air increases Air increases the speed at which fire, earth, and water move. I consider air the fastest moving element because it contains no density. No other element can mix with it to increase its speed except air itself. Can I stop you there for a second? It'll be really yeah. quick, I promise. So you were talking about how air is the amplifier for the other elements? Yes. Another thing that I like to teach is for people to sit down and actually think about how the elements either work in alignment with the other elements or can serve to basically quench or wipe out another element. Right. How they can work against and work together. Exactly. A lot of people don't think about that as a part of elemental work, but it's really important and it it has to do with the quantity of, of each element. Right. So. Yes. Agreed. Go ahead. Okay. Words themselves are intangible sources of power cultivated in our minds. It is by language that we learn to use the oxygen in our lungs to communicate our wants, needs, emotions, and resources. It is because of this quality that air is inextricably tied to our intellect, communication, thoughts, and beliefs. Air is the element of learning and teaching. Tangibility does not equate to the importance of a thing. Some of the most important things in life cannot be touched by the five senses. Being intangible, air takes no permanent form. Air goes where it pleases, being formed by its environment. It is from this quality that air provides the spiritual qualities of authenticity, freedom, adaptability, and abstraction in thought. Just as air cannot be held, neither can we hold what is contained in our minds. Faith, wisdom, knowledge, analytical, rational, logical thought. These are all important things we gain throughout our life experiences, which we only hold in our mind unless we choose to physically manifest them into the world via written word. Because, oh, sorry, before anything is brought into the physical world, it must first be a thought just as the plant must exist as a seed before it sprouts. This perspective shows us how the element of air is associated with beginnings of any cycle, creative endeavors, and relationships, just to name a few of many. (sighs) Okay. Very cool. So let's talk air correspondences. So the Western direction is the East and it is a masculine energy. Time of day would be dawn, which is about five to 8 a.m. Day of the week would be Wednesday because again, Wednesday is ruled by Mercury, which is also the messenger planet, right? Mm -hmm. So um, months of the year would be March, April, May in the Northern hemisphere and September, October, November in the Southern hemisphere planets, Mercury, Jupiter, Neptune. So again, we've said Jupiter before, but as you can see, some planets are associated with more than one element. The season would be spring and the Sabbats, Astara and Beltane. Esbits would be full moon or however you determine that. Mm -hmm. Animals would be mostly your flying insects and birds. So owls, ravens, eagles, butterflies, dragonflies, oddly the ladybug. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, they're so tiny that you forget that they can fly. <laughs> I like ladybugs. Um, mythical creatures would be fairy, pegasus, griffin, sphinx, sylphs. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Astrological signs, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, and astrological houses would be three, seven, and 11. Colors would be like your pastels, right? So like anything pastel, blue, pastel, yellow, anything that you associate really with spring, say like your pastel greens, all the pastel colors. Mm -hmm. Stones would be sodalite, lapis, hawk's eye, kyanite, lolite aquamarine, aqua aura quartz, azurite, angel aura quartz. Again, we got some repeats between elements, but that's because they are associated with both. Oils, incenses, and herbs, lemongrass, birch, anise, or anise, 
sandalwood, aspen, mistletoe, parsley, sage, and van van. Air plants. Uh huh. There's something called an air plant. Oh, an air plant. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? That literally, like, it it's carried by the wind and then it attaches to trees. Hmm. And then we've got food and drink. So uh, fasting. So no food and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tarot suit would be swords or wands, depending on your association, because again, those kind of flip flop, depending on the system that you're using. Tarot trumps would be the fool, the magician, the lovers, the wheel of fortune and justice. Magical practices would be journaling, uh, working in your book of shadows or grimoire, feather magic, ribbon and knot magic, soot and smoke divination, working in the fairy realm. Magical tools would be the wand, incense, pen, staff, besom, athame, or sword. Um, and the athame sword, it, that's, again, that's another one that can be associated with other elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly it comes from, like in tarot, if you associate swords with air, you might also associate your athame with air. Yeah. Um, spiritual qualities would be intellect, analysis, logic, learning, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, clear knowing, adaptability, travel, change, telepathy, communication, um, and deities, which are associated with air and good to work with. Um, if you are working on air individually would be Hermes, Okaga, Phelion, I hope I'm saying that right. Amun, Skyfather, Enshar, Iris, Uranus, Jupiter, Algira, and I don't even know how to say it, but it's spelled A O. Ow. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Activities to connect with air. So, whenever I'm teaching air, one of the things that I love to encourage is for people to watch or read things that they wouldn't normally read because of the complexity of the material. So you need to choose books and docu-series and um, things like that, that really challenge the way that you think and the beliefs that you hold. Because part of air is being able to grasp those abstract concepts Hmm. and push yourself to think outside of the norm. Yeah. Um, writing to a pen pal, fasting. Um, I, usually I only advise like 24 to 48 hours, of course, if you're physically able to do that. Um, but I mean, I don't you, ever want to do that. I need my food. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And um, that's why I'm into earth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, researching a spiritual topic you've always been interested in, but afraid to take on again, that's the same thing kind of as going for TV series or books that challenge the way that you think, um, teaching an individual or a group, something that you have knowledge on. So, because that's teaching and learning, um, don't plan anything for two weeks. That one's, (laughs) that one can be really hard for some people, especially if you're Yeah, especially if you are like an earth person. Um, Also becoming an activist for a cause that you believe in that requires you to use your voice, communicate and, you know, write and uh, all of those things. Um, And also bird watching, practicing augury, um, creating a fairy home or a fairy place um, and practicing... What? Bubbles. <laughs> Bubbles, uh, y'all. I'm serious. Bubbles are fun. And traveling to a new destination by getting in your car and just driving or going to the airport and taking the next flight, which is not something we've really been able to do in a couple of years, but um you just but yeah. yeah. But that's definitely an air thing to do. I love doing that. So I went to again, Charleston in the fall. 
You what? You're going, going to, Charleston? to Charleston in the fall. Nice. Yeah. I have family that lives there. It looks pretty cool. The downtown historic area at least. Oh, I've been there once. It's a uh, good thing you're going in a fall because when I went in the summer, uh, it's so hot and muggy there that I basically like you step outside and you're just drenched. I live in hot and muggy. <laughs> yeah, but not, I mean, I would venture to say that because I know where you live and my parents don't live far from you. And when I was there, I, that coast is not as muggy as like the, the other side. I got you. Yeah. I feel you. All right. All right. So, so that covered the elements. Yeah. I think, we, I think we got them all. Awesome. So I think we talked about this somewhat, but how to work with the elements you need, I think anyone that starts to work with the elements needs to break them down into individual elements and spend yes. time yes. on them individually. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because it's, I, I feel like in my experience only after that, can you really put them together yep. for useful purposes? Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like too, like I look back over my life and there's been, you know, you, you'll have periods of times where your, you know, your native element is different, right? So for a good portion of my life, it was air. Right. And, and fire. And now I'm working with mostly earth and water. So it's kind of cool if you really get into this and study the way we're talking about, you'll see the connections there. Yeah. And for me, I mean, my native element has always been fire, but the older that I've gotten, I would say that earth is becoming a big part of my elemental practice where it wasn't before, because I've always been fire and air first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. And now I'm getting to be more and more earth. And I think, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just me, but I think because I'm bringing over the past five years, I would say that I have manifested a lot of things in my life that I never did before. Yeah. Does awesome. that make sense? Absolutely. Like making it tangible. So yes. yeah. And that's, and that's an earth thing. <laughs> For sure. All right, so really quick, just some resources that you can check out if you are interested in working or learning the elements. So I recommend this book to everyone because it's just great. It's called Elements of Witchcraft, Natural Magic for Teens. And I know it says teens, but it's by Ellen Dugan. And it is the basics and it has practical applications and it is written in a journal style book. Mm -hmm. So there's activities you can journal. It's, I love this book for any nice, yeah. like whether you're a teen or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. That sounds like a really nice book. Uh, the other one, earth, air, fire, and water, more techniques of natural magic by Scott Cunningham. Love that uh, this book. Is, yeah. This is an oldie, but a goodie. It's a classic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he gives more specifics with variations of fire and water magic for example. So like, I think he goes more into like ice magic, snow magic, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like with different elements. Love it. And then there is practical elemental magic, working the magic of the four elements in West in the Western mystery tradition by David Rankin, Rankine, I think I spelled and Sarita Desti. Um, this Yeste. is, yes, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> This I just is, used to um, follow her on YouTube, so that's why I know. But this is a high magic Western occultism look at the four elements. So if you're somebody that works more in the realm of high magic and occultism, this is probably the route that you would want to, or the lens with which you would want to look at the elements versus the other two. Awesome. Well, folks, if you thought you knew the elements, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
so much and we could keep going on and on about this but well it, we could yeah very well done though laura i love your take on the elements and i think it's very important for everyone to hear this because like we said a lot of people want to just go oh yeah yeah got it like you know a week later yeah i know all the elements it's like no no you yeah really <laughs> you're gonna spend your whole life you know learning about the elements truly agreed definitely okay well anything else to add or should we wrap it up no i think that's all okay so check out our elemental articles on otherworldlyoracle.com by typing elements into the search bar. We welcome you to join our high vibing Facebook group and visit Alora's website at alorarain.com. We want to give a shout out to all of our oracles for joining us, whether you're new or returning. Subscribe to or favorite our podcast to be notified of future episodes. Help us out and be sure to share our podcast and review us too. And remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.